Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's episode of Our Chat, where we will look back on Saturday's sale makeup. Eric, joining Welcome me today. Welcome to Our Golf Chat, the Plymouth Bar Golf Podcast, brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Morning, Stu. Hi, Stu. Uh, Barron, start with you. It was important for Argyle to stop the rock really after four straight defeats and they, they did that at Barry, didn't they? Even if it wasn't perhaps the best performance. Yes, absolutely right. I think coming away from the game it wasn't a classic by any means but um, as I've discussed with a few of the colleagues in the office it's, um, it was important to end that run of four defeats. Uh, I think moving forward they can take a point. They've got something to hang on to there and take back to home park with them. So it's, it's a start I suppose. I mean obviously Ninnell draws away from home aren't going to get it done this season so um, it's... Uh, it's a jumping off point, I suppose, to start again, really, after off the back of the, the difficult run they've had. More like their old selves in, in terms of the way they defended? Yeah, I thought um, Drew Savage, who was there for, for the BBC, made a really good point. It, it was almost sort of halfway to a classic away performance for Argyle as they played last season. Uh, they defended pretty well, you know, dealt with, with what came their way, got a bit lucky with one or two opportunities that Berry had. So the, the defensive side was there, you know, coming away with a clean sheet, but they didn't quite have that sort of counter-attacking ability they had last year. You know, last year you'd have seen the likes of Jervis or Slew perhaps getting away and, and getting a goal on the counter. So that, that's the sort of, they didn't quite go all the way there to the perfect way performance, but you know, they've got to take what they can and a clean sheet's you know, as, as good a place to start as any. Yeah. Jack, you were quite critical of the, uh, of the team in and the attacking sense on Saturday and, and the lack of chance, chances being created. Well, I looked at the, the stats after the game. I know you can draw so much from stats, and stats can be twisted either way. Barry had nine shots on our goals, on our goals goal, shots on target, which is the same amount as Argyle had over the last four games combined. And Nadia Chifchi was looking less and less like making an impact as each game goes by. He was sitting quite deep in the Barry game, and when you're playing that sort of one man up front, it, it never looked like Argyle was going to really score. I mean, there were two great chances: one in the first half with Lionel Wainsworth, and one with Alex Fletcher in the second half. But obviously, it is great picking up points on away from home, but that, that's sort of subsided by if you're getting victories at home, which Argyle haven't so far, you know, that often. So it's, 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 a, it's a big concern going forward, I think, uh, and I, I don't know really how that can change. I think confidence is a big thing. Chifty's not having many chances to shoot at, at, shoot at the goal, and I know a lot of it comes from how well the supply is from, from the wingers and whatnot, but it's hard to see where goals are going to come by so far this season. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that because um, obviously Derek Adams post-match almost talks a different game really. I'll just say what he said. It was uh, Derek Adams said it was a good game. I thought we did really well today. We probably should have been three or four nil up at half time. Ainsworth, Sarkovic, Sarkovic, Grant, and Chipchi should have scored. We'd have been well on our way then. And we obviously had a couple of good saves from Luke to give us the point. Um, Baron again, it's. In contrast to Lee Clark, really, who said that Berry should have yeah. gone on and won the game. Um, only this time, it seems that the Green Army are kind of questioning where Derek Adams is coming from. Yeah, I mean, you come out of. Uh, I mean, Chris talks to Derek Adams a lot more than I do, but when I do talk to Derek, especially with the form he was in on Saturday, you come away thinking if you watch a different match, you sort of feel a bit stupid because you know, Derek clearly knows a lot more about football than I do. But you come away from it thinking, you know, am I, do I not understand football? Because because in the first half, I didn't see them have three or four clear cut chances. 
there was there was openings of a type that, that that came to Argyle, but they sort of they either dithered on the ball, they delayed their shot, they picked the wrong option with the pass, and I certainly don't think they had three or four chances to go actually to actually score. I mean, I think they had two shots on target all match, mm. and and they were quite comfortable from what I remember. So. Uh, the, the only way I can read into that is that, that that's clearly what Derek wants the public message to be. You know, managers in this day and age aren't in the habit of publicly criticising their players. So perhaps we obviously don't know what Derek has said to the players in the dressing room. We don't know what he's going to say to them in training this week. He may well sort of be a little bit more critical to their faces. But I think he almost wants to sort of build up that sort of siege mentality, I suppose, and sort of bring the group together. And if you create that togetherness and the players feel as though Derek's looking out for them in post-match interviews, then perhaps he's going to get more out of them because, you know, confidence is fragile at the moment. And I think in comparison to how it's gone over the last three or four weeks, Saturday was technically an improvement. You know, they kept 11 people on the pitch, they kept a clean sheet and they've got a point away from home. So it's whilst it's fragile like that he's got to sort of massage their egos a little bit make them feel it was a little bit better than it may well have been and move on from that and hopefully you know they'll feel a bit more positive about going into Saturday's home match with Doncaster yeah Chris as, as Baron said you do deal with Derek more than anybody else here mm. is, is this typical Derek Adams is, are you surprised by what you've what you've heard from him it's not the first time that you sometimes think well I've watched a different game to, to Derek Adams but Baron's right you know managers uh, what they say in public and what they say in the within the walls of the dressing room can sometimes be very different and uh, Derek Adams is no fool, fool. and um, you know if he says one thing in public it might not necessarily mean he means it in terms of talking to the players and getting the message across to the players you look at managers in general you know everything a manager says these days is you know micro-analyse you know all the press conferences are covered look at us here we're talking uh, a podcast now and we're, we're debating this particular point uh, I, I strongly suspect that you know Derek wants to get a positive message out at the moment. The team have been on the back on uh, four defeats, as Baron says, massage egos, give people a little bit of extra confidence. Um, but yeah, uh, we we look very carefully at what managers say, but you don't really get the full message. The only people that get the full message from the manager are the players. Yeah, indeed. Um, as always, we put the uh, the the. the email out there asking for uh, comments and questions. I'll just go through a couple of comments that we've had back from, from people. Uh, Scott said the idea that our goal should have scored three or four by half time just shows how deluded Adams is. Currently they are having trouble hitting a barn from inside and with only six shots and two on target the whole game he must have been hoping for, uh, sorry he must have been hoping for some own goals. Giggsy564 said I don't agree with us being four nil up at half time. We don't look like scoring at the moment, and Chifty seems to have gotten progressively worse, something which, uh, Jack, you, you touched on a minute ago as well. I don't get Adam's theory either of playing the one up front. Never liked it, never will, but if you're going to play it, you need someone to hold the ball up who can bring others into play. That clearly is not happening, and hasn't happened for a few games now. Baron, I guess Argyle are really missing Ryan Taylor right now, because that is what he, he does best, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Ali Chifty was one of the talking points I picked up on um, yesterday. We, Jack and I discussed it as well. I mean, that's more than 400 minutes now he's now played. That's five starts. He's The excuse about fitness must be fading away now. You know, We know how hard Derek Adams works his players. He will be fit now, Nadia Chifty. He doesn't look quick. He doesn't look like a goal threat. If you're playing one up top, if you're not going to provide goals, you've at least got to provide assists or at least hold the ball up and assist others. And we're not seeing that either. I mean, when the ball does come to him, it either bounces off him or he gives it away. I mean, there was the, the classiest moment on Saturday was a little back heel three ball to Sarsovic, which was undoubted quality. Unfortunately, Sarsovic didn't do much with it. But I, I think, you know, 
Derek doesn't have an embarrassment of riches in attack at the moment. So you do wonder which direction he's going to turn. And clearly Chifchi is a confidence player and maybe Adam sees him playing his way out of his, his bad spell of form and then hopefully he'll come good. But to answer your question, Stu, yes, I, I think I think Ryan Taylor does may may not offer you know a lot of goals, but as I've just said, he does do the other bit as a, as a single striker. He brings in the ball incredibly well. He holds he holds the ball up, gets the team up the pitch, and then releases some quicker players that are running on behind him. So at the moment, if we had all the strikers fit, Ryan Taylor would certainly be my first choice in that role. Yeah, and Jack, that, that lone striker role is so crucial to the way Argyle play, isn't it? I think the trouble that Chichi has is, as we've spoken on the podcast before, when you're playing that, that role, quite often when you receive the ball, your back is to go. He doesn't seem to have the capability, it's so far from what we've seen, to turn his man and sort of turn that into something. And as Berens talked about, his, his passing hasn't always been great. And again, Berens spoke to Jackie McNamara about Chichi, and, and as, as we've said, he's a confidence player, and he's not really getting much confidence from his performances so far. He's, he's, as each game's gone by, he's having less and less of threat on the attacking front, so the attacking side of things. So it, it's definitely a concern. It's, and it's, and it's, a t- it's a tough, it's a tough situation to be in because you've got, uh, you've got Blissett and you've got obviously Fletcher at the moment. And if you're going to drop Chifty, which of those you're going to start? I don't think Alex Fletcher suits that suits that role either. No. So you're left with sort of Blissett really, and he's not got that much experience at all, any experience at this level. So it's a, it's a very tough situation to be in. I think. Yeah. Uh, David Manson says in the first eight games, Argyle have had 103 shots on goal. They're only 30% on target. First half on Saturday, only four shots and two on target. So how can Mr Adams justify his claim? And why do the midfield play so deep and are so slow in getting the ball forward? Is that it has quite bizarre. Cause myself and Baron were speaking about this over the weekend. And last year, Argyle did so well on the counter-attack from, mm-hmm. from situations. And um, David's quite right. They, especially at Bury, they seem to be so slow getting forward. And again, that's not helping Nadia Chifchi's position. If, if, if he does win the ball, there's, there's not many people pushing it's up, there's isolated. not a lot of choices for him to pass to. So it's, 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 it's a, worrying, a worrying situation. Yeah, I mean, Chris, what do you make of the midfield two at the moment? Are they too similar, perhaps? No, I don't think there's a problem there. I think I think we spoke on the podcast last week. If you've got players who are very adept at keeping the ball and passing it, well, that's a, that's a good thing to have in your team. Um, I do think you know that the fight, the front four, as it were, the, the lone striker and the three aren't quite clicking at the moment. It hasn't gelled. Uh, the injury to Ryan Taylor, yes, was a blow. Chifty's come in and, and not had the impact that people would have liked um, and would have hoped for, and I'm sure he would have hoped for. Um, uh, Jake Jervis has done done quite well on the right when he's played. Joel Grant sort of fitted in and out. It's it's not quite gelled, and and that's clearly something that needs work on. Um, but when you're on a bad run of results, the, the priority is to tighten things up at the back. Because if you don't concede, look at our goal on Saturday. They didn't lose, they picked up an important point. So I think you know the, the run that they've been on, they need to work defensively very hard, keep that shape. I think Fox and Ness help in that respect. Um, and then they'll have to work on the attacking side of things a bit more as time goes by. But, but for me, you can talk about, uh, you know, you, you want our goal to win games, clearly. But the first Im- important thing to do when you're on the run of results like Argyle have had is to get that defence sorted out. So that, that was at least a positive from Saturday. So I can say the, the, the other thing as well, which I've noticed from this season compared to last season, is obviously a lot of Argyle's attacking play comes from crossing from from either Gary Gary Miller or Gary Sawyer. And Nigeria can often be the only person in, in the box. And last season, when those were getting kicked out, there were Argyle players on the edge of the box to pick it up and put the ball back in and keep the pressure up. This season, that's not happened so much. 
there's, there's that line behind sort of where Chichi should be. There's, there's no one really there playing the ball back in, keeping the pressure on the opposing team. And again, that's nowhere Argos seems to have struggled so far. Yeah. How long does Derek Adams give it with Chichi? Obviously, he's, he's kind of his man, isn't he? Mm. He kept the number nine shirt back for a while, Baron. Yeah. And Chichi came in and was given that shirt. So he was very much seen as the big sign. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult one. And this is, this is the sort of um, subject that, that Derek Adams will earn his money with. Because you know, he's got to deal with this very delicately. Because the moment he drops Chichi, Chichi's confidence is going to drop. So you get to drop without a goal in five, six, seven matches. He's going to wonder what he's got to do to get back in the team. You know, he's he's going to think that his chance has gone, and it's you know it's it's the same thing all over again for him because he struggled over the last three or four loan spells he's had out from Celtic. So um, it's a difficult one. I mean, like I say, that there isn't an embarrassment of riches. I think when Blissett plays, I, I, I think Blissett gets in the right areas, but just just doesn't seem seem to have that quality. You know, he doesn't seem to pass the ball in the right way. He misplaces passes. He doesn't hold it up. You know, his head is going straight. I think he gets in the right areas, but doesn't do much of the ball when he gets it. And as we've said, Fletcher, there's, there's no chance of Fletcher playing up front on his own in a, in a 4-2-3-1 system. So we're back to this this constant um, discussion about playing two in attack. And do you play Blissett and Fletcher and see how that goes? But then Adams has told Chris that that's too easy to defend against. So we're going round and round with this. And I think we're counting down to Ryan Taylor getting back fit. But how long does he give Chifty? I mean, I, did you just keep going with him? I mean, is he simply as bad as he appears to have been over the last few weeks? Is he still a better option? I mean, Fletcher seems to have been quite bright when he comes on, but is that because he's playing against tired legs and the system's changed a bit and the match is a little bit more fluid? Time will tell, but I think I think at the moment Chichi's the only option. I mean, if and when Carey comes back, could you maybe play Carey as a false nine and just change the system a little bit more in that way? We'll see, but I mean that's a real difficult one for Adam to deal with because Chifty's confidence will be very, very fragile. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, though, you know, what's the point of having competition for places? And I know I would have a lot of competition up front if, if someone's going to underperform and not yeah. be replaced by someone. You've got to keep Chifty sharp, isn't it? Happy as well, and you know, you're seeing someone perform week in week out, then you're going to wonder where your time's going to come as well. So, Barron's quite right; it's quite a difficult situation for managers. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it seems like the one strike that perhaps is in a little bit of form right now is Alex Fletcher. I mean, yeah. when, he, when he's coming on and having these cameo roles, is he being played as a lone striker? or He's coming on for Chifchi, um, but he does seem to have a little bit... He, he doesn't seem to be quite as isolated as Chifchi was. Um, so on uh, on Saturday, Sarsovic was, was playing quite close to Fletcher. Um, th- they weren't playing as direct into Fletcher, though. You know, It wasn't like they were aiming for his head and he was obviously would have been getting beaten in the area time. It was more sort of down the flanks and putting whipping balls in across the, across the front. But to be honest, when, when Fletcher came on, Berry were, the, were in the ascendancy, and more often than not, it was Argyle countering. So Fletcher's, play, Fletcher's pace did um, did prove effective on the break. So um, it's if you're going to play Fletcher, you're looking at counter-attacking football and maybe pinging it down the flanks and expecting Fletcher to be a fox in the box. I think it would be a sort of kind of Chaplin-type player, wouldn't it? But yeah. Portsmouth have sort of done that system through times. And there was one chance in the second half where the ball was played and Fletcher's pace got him onto the end of it. and. Uh, Murphy, the uh, Barry keeper, made a good, a good save from, it, yeah. from, from getting a goal. Mm. David Manson, again, saying Johnny Haynes, Jimmy Greaves, George Best, Marcus Rashford, etc. They're all given a chance to develop their skills at the age of 17, 18. Plenty more as well. They're obviously just a couple of names that David's picked out there. Uh, Fletcher's obvious talent will be blunted, coming on for a joint total of 40 minutes chasing lost causes. When will he start again? Preferably partnered by Blissett. So obviously, David wants to go 4 4 2. But I mean, can can Argo play? That's not going to that's not going to happen, Stu. That's not going. You're not going to see Alex Fletcher playing in life unless I don't think. Um, but can Fletcher play up front? If if Adams was to change his what? tactics and play him as a lone striker and, and perhaps play 
you know, instead of into the striker, in behind the defence. There's, there's ways of tweaking it. You could play four-three-three or, or what have you. Um, you know, Derek Adams picks will pick players because he thinks they can win them games. You know, he won't not pick a player. You know, out of pure stubbornness that um, if he doesn't think he's not going to contribute to a win. I mean, David mentioned some names there. I could give you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names of 17 and 18 year olds that have been thrown in too soon, haven't contributed, have lost their confidence, have lost their way. Um, you've got to be careful with young players. It, you, David's given some examples there. They're some very, very top players. Mm-hmm. But like I say, I can think of, and Argyle fans that have watched Argyle uh, over a period of time will know lots of young players that. Um, have gone in perhaps too soon, not in the right circumstances, not in the right systems, and have suffered as a result of it. So you do have to be careful with how you develop players. It's, it's not just literally a case of he's 17 or 18, he looks after this, and let's sling him in the team and see if he can sink or swim. You know, you lose players because of approaches like that. But so then, Chris, the flip side to that is you can also lose players like Isaac Vassell by not giving them a chance. Yes, but so Isaac Vassell was released for, for reasons that were stemmed back under John Sheridan and uh, and bits and pieces like that. Yeah, of course, you know, because there's always two sides of the equation, and really I'm just arguing the opposite side to what um, David has suggested. Um, Fletcher's obvious talent, yeah, he's shown in glimpses, yes, he's done well. Um, but Lewis Rooney showed flashes of, 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 of ability. And sadly, you know, no one wants to see this, but you know, he didn't make it, did he? And he's been picked up by Linfield, which is a decent enough club, but it's not in the football league. Tyler Harvey showed obvious talent. It didn't work for him, you know. So he's now playing for Truro, isn't he? So you you have to be careful with people. It's 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 a it's fine line, I grant you, you know. And you know, you you do run the risk of people not flourishing and missing out on them. But um, I, I'm not sure trying to force Alex Fletcher into a situation which doesn't bring the best out of him, just because Argyle is struggling, is a good way forward. Mm. Pers- just personal thing. So, so what would you do with, with uh, Fletcher right now then? Just keep giving uh, him I, I would, keep, I, I would keep giving him half an hour, 40 minutes, build up his confidence, and if he proves consistently when he comes off the bench that he's contributing, then you can start thinking about it. The one problem that we've got, and we go back to what we've just been talking about, is he is not going to play as a lone striker in a 4-2-3-1 formation. So the only way that you get around that, because I've asked Derek Adams, and fans may like it or may not like it, but I don't think he's going to be playing 4-4-2 anytime soon. So the only way you get Alex Vetri into the team is in a sort of 4-3-3, or maybe playing him as a false nine like Berenteis or something like that. People can um, have their opinions, and we're we're all entitled to our opinions, but I I would just be a little bit careful with, with trying to rush Alex Vetri and, and uh, anoint him as a, as a great hope for the future um, if you're not going to play him to his best best role and I think his best role at the moment is coming on fresh legs 20 minutes half an hour to go making himself a nuisance buzz around if he gets a goal or two coming off the bench in league games then you've got a serious sort of question to, to ask about you know is he going to start games yeah what about you Baron and, and, and Jack have you got any sort of counter arguments to that do you think that Alex perhaps deserves a chance in the first team it's, it's a tough situation to, to, to talk about really I mean I, I agree with Chris there's, there's, there's examples of players on both sides you see teams in League 2 constantly having to be supported by youngsters that come through Crew are a good example Exeter have had a fair few players come through so you, you do see it and sometimes I can understand why fans get frustrated because in the day they're paying £25 a game to go and watch what two shots on target. So 
I, I understand why. So that's not the plan, though, is it, Jack? No, 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 no but that's, 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 that's not, not the plan. What I'm saying is, I can understand why fans are saying yeah. what they're saying. They're entitled to have that view. Yeah. They're part of their hard-earned money to walk to watch it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Derek Adams has given our goal a lot of better times and worse times, and it's always going to be a struggle when you move up the league at first. And, and circumstances in a few of the games with down to ten men, etc., etc. But what I'm saying is, I understand why fans are getting frustrated and. You know, it's only a matter of time until you, you start thinking actually this system isn't working in League One. Derek Adams hasn't been tested in League One before. It may have worked well in the past, but it doesn't mean it's going to work well in the future. And if they keep putting on performances like they're doing, something's going to have to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be, well, the lads have obviously covered pretty much most bases there. Um, I can't see Fletcher starting anytime soon. I think, yeah, I think we, we live in the real world. It's not, it's not fantasy football. It's not football manager as much as I'd like it to be because uh, I'm quite good at football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, if Alex Fletcher's, you know, he's a he's a real person. You know, he's got to be he's got to be treated as such. He's going to have um, fragile confidence in himself. This is a big step for him going from Southwest Peninsula League to League One. It's it's not League Two of the conference. This is League One football, and some very good defenders out there. So. I think, yeah, yeah I, he's certainly not going to be effective in a 4-2-3 run, especially from the start of the game when balls are going into him. He's going to get, he's going to be beaten to 95% of the balls coming into him. So I think he's going to be most effective coming on with a high work rate, a high amount of pace, um, decent awareness. We've seen he, was, he, knew, he knows where to be around the, around the penalty box. So you throw him on with 20 or 30 minutes to go and see how it goes. So if you're taking him out of the equation from the start, you're left with Blissett or Chief Cheap, maybe Jervis. So I mean I think you've you've got to you've got to stick with Chifty for now and and maybe I mean Blissett's not even getting off the bench I mean he started against Blackpool but Fletcher's clearly the preferred option off the bench so um, you know Derek Adams sees these players in training perhaps Chifty is a world beater in training for all we know he's you know he's he's taking the mick out of his teammates in training he's that good but we just haven't seen it in matches yet so we've got to give it time but you know I think. Derek Adams has played the system for, for two, getting off for two and a half years now. I don't think he's going to be changing any time soon. I think the best we're going to get, like Chris says, is maybe a, a narrow 4-2-3-1 that becomes a 4-3-3. So, um, but yeah, we're not, going to, we're not going to be seeing two up front and I don't think Fletcher's quite ready yet. If he gets a goal or two off the bench, then you know he's done what he's, he's probably done what Derek's asked him to and then Derek's got to respect that and maybe give him a go. Yeah. One player we haven't seen much of since he returned to Home Park is Greg Wilder, of course. Um, Richard Sloan is asking, what does Greg Wilder have to do to get a game? His genuine pace scares defenders, and Argyle don't have much of that in the team. I think he must be getting close to getting a getting a go. Um, that left side up front hasn't really worked so far, has it? Um, and I agree, genuine pace does scare defenders, um, and Argyle don't have much of it in the team at the moment. So I'd agree with that. We've seen Greg in his first spell. You know, consistency's maybe been an issue sometimes. Um, but you know when you're not creating too many chances, scoring too many goals, um, he did chip in with a few goals in his first spell, if you remember as well. Mm. Um, he, I think he got seven or eight goals, didn't he, in the in the in the season he was with Argyle before. So I, I would have thought he's got to be knocking on the door. Um, but you know, you know the man again. I always go back to this. You know, the manager does see these guys in training every day, and and Greg's had very few opportunities. Mm there's got to be a reason for that you know and you suspect that in training he hasn't caught the eye of Derek Adams and his coaching staff as much as, as others have yeah um, he, would fit, he would fit that system wouldn't he yeah well he, he did before mm. didn't he in League mm. 2 so um, mm. I guess Adams again is just mm. persisting with, with Joel Grant at the moment mm. just to 
perhaps try and get his confidence up a little bit as well. Jack, I'll put this one to you. Question from Matt. Is Derek Adams losing fans because of his stubbornness in not changing his systems and giving Fletcher all the mirrors a start? Well, we've spoken often about the vocal minority. Uh, you, you see a lot of people moaning on, on Twitter, on Facebook, but I think Derek Adams, as we all agree, I think is, is um, the right to, to have some faith shown by fans. You know, mm-hmm. it is, it's a different league. It's a step up. Derek Adams quite regularly makes, makes mention of the fact that his budget is, is not near some of the other teams that he's competing with in this level. Three of the last four, four of the last five now. Three of the last four uh, games have been down to ten men. There's been a lot of unlucky goals, deflected early goals, own goals. So he's had to contend with a lot of, of bad luck, as it were. Um, so are, is Adams losing fans? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think fans have turned yet. Now, at Berry, I don't know if Berry would agree, it's a very hostile atmosphere. You can definitely sense the, how the Berry fans are feeling towards Lee uh, Clark. Yeah. And it's a total opposite situation. You know, I think, on the whole, other fans are still very supportive. There's not much booing at half-time or full-time, which is a big, a big, a big showing point. It's very easy for fans to quickly tell on someone. You compare Adams to, to Clark in a totally different situation. Clark, as I spoke to him on, on Saturday, is definitely a manager that is under pressure and whose fans are turning on him. But yeah, Baron Matt mentions Limeros there. I mean, he had such a good pre-season, didn't he? Yeah. He's not really been given much of a chance at all in the first. No, season. he's he's been a regular off the bench, hasn't he? He's he's, he's not had too many starts yet. Um, he came off the bench on Saturday. Um, had a fairly decent opportunity on the edge of the box. Joe Murphy fumbled across, fell to Limeros, and uh, he struck it high wide and not very handsomely. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, Lemire, as as we were told and read before he arrived, he's very, very small. He's diminutive, not got much physical strength. He's got all the flicks and tricks that he needs, but are they being used in the right areas of the pitch? Are they being used at the right time in the match? Um, seems very, very easy to dispossess. Um, again, we go back. We we sort of it's it's very easy just to sort of revert to to Adams's opinion, isn't it? I mean, on what he's seen in training, perhaps Lemire just isn't doing it in training, but um, he's certainly an option. I mean. I think we all expected him to sort of be called in uh, after Graham Carey suspension, especially against Blackpool. But um, perhaps in the conditions, they just didn't suit Lemire's style of play. Saturday, obviously Sarsavik came back into the side, so that again sort of put another obstacle in, in the way of Lemire's. Clearly, Adams does think a lot of of, of Sarsavik. Um, yeah, Lemire's is another option. I think Sarsavik will get a few games now. I think um, he'll certainly play in the next match in Carey's absence in that attacking central role. Uh, Lemire's. Could he be effective in off the left? We don't know. I think Joel Grant is uh, he's running out of chances for me. He didn't impress me again on Saturday. And I think, uh, as we've discussed, Greg Wilde, you know, we've, Ainsworth have got his chance on Saturday. Perhaps Lomeris is due his chance now. Yeah. Uh, Michael W, could Oscar, I've mentioned it's Michael Wonderly again, could Oscar Frowkel be the important cog in Argyle recovering their form? He's, he's certainly a key it's player. the saviour, isn't he, Oscar Frowkel? Yeah. It's, it's been so yeah. long now, we're all waiting. It's, a, it's, amazing. it's amazing. When you're injured and the team is struggling, yeah. your, your no reputation yeah. soars, doesn't yeah, it? You know, yeah. It's always a benefit. Well, it's the same with Ryan Taylor. We mentioned yeah. Ryan Taylor a minute ago and how much I'm yeah. missing him. Probably and the same with Frowkel as well. I think, you know, that Oscar Frowkel playing at right back will give you a little bit more drive down that right hand side, get some crosses in, maybe get in behind the defences. One thing I think Argyle have, have, have been guilty of this season is too many diagonal crosses from, from out wide that are just too easy for League One centre-backs to defend against the sort against Blackpool um, at home park last week. Um, you do at times need to get in behind teams and I think Frelkel's got that drive and willingness to get forward and try and get in behind defences, swap passes with teammates and get in behind them. So um, um, when I spoke to Derek Adams uh, last Thursday, he was still 
you know, had penciled in today, uh, today being Monday, as, as Threlkeld returning to training. So um, you'd like to think that he's not a million miles away from uh, being in consideration uh, for, a, for a recall, whether that's uh, straight into the starting lineup or, you know, try and get a game or two uh, Peninsula League or whatever just to get him up and running because he's been out for, for over a month now. So um, it always strikes me he's quite a fit lad, Oscar. He's young and enthusiastic and and what have you, but he's been out for a month with you know, quite a serious injury, so you'd imagine he might need a game or two just to uh, to try and uh, get him up to speak a little bit. Yeah. Well, what we quickly said, Gary Miller's got been given a lot of stick by our fans, but he made a superb block. Well, there was a bit of debate, myself and the other media team all thought it was Gary Miller made the block, and um, was, yeah. Derek Adams and I think probably Sean Songo, you wouldn't think those two would get confused, but they were. But I think it was Gary Miller, he made a superb block right in the last few minutes of the game to keep our goal, you know, keep our goal on the yeah, so he deserves credit for that because he gets quite a bit of stick from time to time. Yeah. Uh, just a word on Ryan Taylor, Chris, any news on how long it'll be before he's back in jail? It was, it was going to always be pretty much three months, three months for a broken ankle, it was a clean, clean break, so that was August the 5th, wasn't it? So, you know, we fast forward three months and then one maths isn't the best. Early November. Yeah. Early November. <laughs> I was going to say early November the earliest, isn't it? So we've got, um, we've got a little wider go, I'm afraid with that one, but, um, um, the, the important thing with something like that, you've got to get it right. There is no point trying to rush back from, from something like that. So, um, yeah, a little while yet before we see Ryan Taylor. Yeah. So finally then, guys, uh, Doncaster on Saturday. Is, is it time some fresh faces or fresh tactics? Baron, come to you first. Um, no, I, I think um, I think the majority of the time will be earned a stay of execution on Saturday. I think I don't think Adams can come out and be that positive and then go and drop three or four of them. So I think. Um, the back five picks itself. I think Ness and Fox pick, pick themselves. We've discussed Chifty at length. I think he'll get another go. So you've got the, the attacking midfield three there, which are constantly the three we're looking at chopping and changing. Sarsavik will stay because he likes Sarsavik. So you're looking at the wide positions. Ainsworth, you know, he could come back out. I mean, Jervis has had a few matches now um, out of the starting lineup. He could come back in home match at home park. Ainsworth didn't do a lot to really sort of blow me away, so I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped out. And as I said, Grant, I mean, he's. He's had a few sort of half decent performances now. Uh, I think he may well be due a change. So again, I wouldn't say more than two, maybe one. Jervis and Wild. Possibly. I mean, what you like to say with Wild, he just doesn't seem to fancy no. at the moment. Wild. No. Maybe Lamaris. Ryan Edwards is back suspension, but would he drop out? Oh, of course. No. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Songo was solid, but Edwards surely. Ryan Edwards will come. Ryan Edwards will come. Songo maybe into midfield, or do you think? No, I think Fox. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. for Songo, yeah, because yeah, Fox and Ness have done, yeah. done pretty well in there. Songo was solid on Saturday, but okay. you know, he's where he is in the pecking order. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Thanks to Chris Barron and Jack for joining me. We'll be back again next week with more of the same, and we're hoping to be joined by Bastille drummer Woody for what will be a very special show. So be sure to join us then. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.